Oh, hello, and welcome to the Community Experience Podcast. We are so glad you're here. If you're one of our regulars, you're probably wondering why we haven't published in a while. We actually chose to sunset the show in early 2023, but the feed will stay active because so many of the episodes are timeless. If you want to learn more and search our back catalog, you can visit smartpassiveincome.com slash cxpodcast, all one word. Something that stops people from co-creating or engaging their members and allowing them the freedom to shape that space is this enormous feeling of responsibility because they don't even think about the fact that those are people that they're gathering, people that are smart, they have ideas. There's like, oh, this I'm creating this. So now I have to be the one that puts in all the effort and puts in all the work. I feel that that responsibility is also stopping a lot of community builders from opening up that door to their members. Oh, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Community Experience Podcast. I'm your hostess, Jillian Benbow, and today CEO Matt Gartland is joining me as co-host. You will hear him in a bit. And today we are talking to the lovely Anna Maria Dorgo, who is the head of community at Butter, butter butter.us. We're talking to Anna Maria today and really focusing on co-creation and what that means in community. And we're also just talking about how she runs a very amazing product community, which to all the community managers out there working in product communities, it's a must listen because I can't believe, well, I can believe, but I can't believe how great their, their methodology for having a real community experience within a product community, just how they're doing that. It's great. So without further ado, let's listen to this week's interview with Anna Marie Dorgo. All right, I am here with Matt Gartland, CEO and co-host of the day, and we are introducing to you the head of community at Butter, Miss Anna Maria Dorgo. Anna Maria, welcome to the show. Hello, really great to be here. Thanks for the invitation and for having me. Yeah, we are jazzed because one, we love Butter, so we've just been getting to know your team one person, then the next person kind of thing. We've been using the platform. So of course we were like, Hey, they do community in an interesting way. Let's talk about it. So before I just take off in all of that, I would love, um, tell, tell our audience, tell our audience more about you. Yes. Pleasure. Okay. I, uh, live in the Netherlands. I am originally from Romania, from Eastern Europe and been doing a bit of traveling and living around Europe for the past 10 years before settling in the, this beautiful country. And I joined the team at Butter a little over a year ago to build their community from scratch. So there was no community and now there is a community. And I stumbled into this role, like I guess majority of us do, through a side project in my previous role as learning and development manager. So I have a, my background in psychology and HR. I worked in HR for many years. I've pivoted to learning and development. I started a community of practice, which has brought me into the world of community building. And now here I am. I've made this my full-time job and I'm having tons of fun with the Butter community. Oh, that's great. That's like the big secret, right? Community work is actually super fun. 
<laughs> yes, it is. It's like, yeah, we get paid to have fun. That's fascinating. So yeah, you and butter, it seems like a lot of the people that that work for butter are based in the Netherlands and Denmark in that area. So we're, we're a fully remote company and we have four people based out of Denmark. And then we have people based all over the world, Thailand, Indonesia, we've got Portugal, Germany, Netherlands. Yeah, that's great. Uh, if I can chime in, like just an international perspective on communities, at least I feel a lot of us are kind of, including us, uh, living in some small echo chamber of just like, you know, the U.S. And, and how we think about community and using very U.S. references and examples from like the real world and conferences and things. So, yeah, a little bit of fresh air, you know, uh, to get some some wider perspective. Yeah, I guess it's because I personally I jumped, jumped on the community bandwagon quite late and COVID came very briefly afterwards. So it kind of I only know it this way, international and all over the globe. So, yeah, the, the other perspective is new for me, right? The very localized one. Totally. <laughs> so that's interesting. Yeah, it's funny because actually this this role that I'm in with SPI, this is the first company I've been at that's US-based fully. Like I'm, I'm more used to the global community and, and staff experience, which I love. Maybe someday, Matt, we'll, we'll expand. I'm open to it. I'm yeah, I know. It. Yeah, it'd be great. Someday. That's North Star. That, then we can have, you know, company team retreats like in the Netherlands or something, right? I'm, I'm for that too. Yeah, well, we should do that anyway. We had ours in Lisbon, which was really fun. People came from all over the world and that was uh, not bad. That's amazing. I mean, that alone. <laughs> Next one on the list is Bali. So let's see. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Dang. So tell us about just, you know, so like you said, you, you kind of, I don't want to say fell into this role, but you you went into this role at Butter and you were tasked with creating the community. So I'd love to just walk through how did you kind of think about that and how did you strategize to take a a product, a service product and create a customer community, which I am a part of. I've gotten messages from you on it. <laughs> so I appreciate your community. They answer my questions. Um, but yeah, just walk us through like the process of how you designed that. Yeah. So when I joined the team, the idea of the community was already to a certain extent MVP'd by Cheska, my manager. So the team already started playing with this idea of a community. And the way they did that was by hosting bi-weekly events in Butter and inviting awesome facilitators and experts to share their knowledge. And when they saw people returning to those events regularly, they said, oh, hey, this is actually, we might be onto something here. People return to these events and maybe it's time for us to think about launching a community. And when I joined, the first thing I did was talk to everyone in the leadership team and talk to a lot of the rest of the team. We were a pretty small team. And I really wanted to understand what was the idea that everyone had when they thought about the community project. Because we know that different people imagine different things through it. And many companies are launching communities for different reasons. And I love community as a concept. I think it can be a very special place. But I also believe that 
in order to become that special place, we need to go about building it with a lot of care and love and with a lot of transparency and honesty. So I really wanted to make sure that we're building this space from a good place. And I was very happy to find a team that was really aligned with in between themselves with what they wanted out of the project and then very aligned with my vision of building community. And it was very clear from the get-go that it's going to be a long, a long game, that it isn't something, it's not going to change the world in three months and neither in six months. And that was very reassuring for me as a, as a newbie in this space. And another thing that was very clear from the beginning also, because that's kind of how I like to build community is through a co-created approach. So I knew that I am going to team up with people that are already customers or potential customers and awesome facilitators to give me a hand at building the space. And so after understanding the motivations, I, I really got to the drawing board and I, I put in a launch plan in place and we got to it. And I think it took us around three months from the time I joined the company to the time we officially launched the community and invited everyone in. And there were several stages in those three months that I can go deeper into if, if that's interesting. I'm not sure how much into detail I, I have to go because I can talk a lot. So that's why I just want to, I want to, I don't want to mention that upfront. I mean, that's why we're here. We love details. Uh, <laughs> we're like, do it. Go on. <laughs> well, if I can uh, preempt it a little bit, I'm even curious, just as you talk about co-creation as perhaps even an ideology, which I dare say we share, right, to building community. How have you found success or even in your observations of others, either using butter or just your own career? What methodologies, what even like standard practices have you seen be effective with that approach to really, really actually realize that that notion, right, of getting people to co-create a thing with you? Yes, it's interesting because I have noticed some patterns, but the beauty of co-creation, it always looks slightly different when you kind of put it into practice. So even if you're going in with certain expectations, you have to be ready for surprise. And maybe that's the first thing that I tell people whenever they ask me about co-creation and how we build with people is you need to be ready to be surprised and you need to also be ready for whomever you're building it with and co-creating with to open or take it to a slightly different path than you might originally have intended it to go. And that's something that we need to assume and, and kind of own because what we cannot do is say, let's co-create it. But then when, when you're not happy with where this is going, say, oh, no, no, no. I know that we, we co-created this thing, but now we're going to do it as I please. So I, I think that's the first question. Are you ready to actually go with little expectation and allow yourselves to be surprised? And then something that has worked for me a lot is this clear expectations from the beginning on. So the invitation to co-creation matters, the words we're using and the expectations we are setting from the get-go because it is messy com process. It can be very confusing. It can be frustrating, take long time and so on. So people need to know that if they raise their hand to be a part of it. And so expectations from the get-go and then facilitation, which is obviously what we're all about at Butter. So I think it, it comes very good, like hand in hand with what the approach we took 
So I guess that those will be the, the three main things whenever I enter a process, facilitation, clear expectations, and readiness to be surprised. I think that's marvelous. I want to say that we've even sort of accidentally kind of fallen into that ourselves in, in the positive way where, you know, for us, when we launched Community in 2020, we had you know, a strong model to start with, but we're very open to, you know, just rather rapidly, like changing certain mechanics, our onboarding process, even our billing mechanics, you know, how we do programming, types of programming, and would always just try to be, uh, and, and you echo this in some of your other sentiments, just like honest about it. Like, okay, like, why are we making these changes? Let's do that in a way that is just, you know, I guess, consistent with our, you know, values around communication, transparency, inclusiveness. And we try to be upfront with that, even like on our landing page of like, in, inviting of diversity, inviting of feedback, inviting of different you know opinions and points of view. So, yeah, I, I agree. I just love how you're kind of articulating it, which is it's almost an expectation of you know I, I don't want to say low expectations, but it's it's an expectation of change. It's an expectation of change as a constant in this endeavor that uh, yeah we're trying to invite you know people into uh, to share in this journey with us to, to create something that is going to be much different and, and hopefully a lot better than like where it starts. I think it's interesting to just, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of community builders who maybe aren't on a traditional team like we are and are kind of going at it alone. I think a lot of butter customers are overlap in the Venn diagram with our, with our members, you know, so they might be building their own community, but they don't have this formal background in it. And I think they might, without realizing it, are doing this, are participating in co-creation, but maybe they just didn't realize it. I know it's something as community builders, we naturally do. Like we like to bring people together. It's part of our, just our personalities. I dare say that it's like, Hey, let's bring people together and talk about things and get idea shares and whatnot. And I think it's, it's important just for anybody listening. If you're like, Oh my gosh, I don't do this. Like you might do it. Mm -hmm. You you should think about it. And if you're still like, I don't think I do this. This is a perfect opportunity to just ask your community and Anna Maria, I'd love to hear uh, your thoughts. I know I recommend people, I mean, whether it's like do a big survey that you really pump up and ask people for feedback that way, you can kick it off that way. But even just getting in the habit, like it's just talking to your members. I, I know if someone joins and they say something that I'm like, huh, you know, I might ask, well, how was your onboarding experience? Is it confused? You know, just like be curious basically, which is really fun because it's it's a nice way of saying, just be nosy and ask a lot of questions. Yes. <laughs> yes. And also I think it's, it's good to be mindful that co-creation may take different shapes and forms. And it's sometimes it's very, it remains at a superficial level where it's mainly collaboration and not co-creation in the full sense. And it can go up to a deeper level where, where you're truly bringing someone to the table and you have, you think you have an idea, but maybe like the full co-creation is where you don't even know what the end product is going to be. So it's that complex and ambiguous. But on the other hand, it might also look very clear and very easy to understand in the sense of we co-created, for example, a blog post on fresh energizers with our community. So that was an easy entry point. That was an easy collaboration to say the end product is going to be a blog post valuable for anyone out there that's hosting virtual meetings. Help us build this. So that's a very simple example. And a very complex example would be we're building a community 
And we need you to help us define that space, the values, the vibe, and how that should look and feel like to make it worth your time, for example. And that's a deeper type of of, of co-creation. And something that I think it's true when you say that not a lot of people think they're doing it, but they are doing it. And for me, the motivation was, yes, it's good to be curious. I think if you're if you're a curious person, it's it's very easy to reach people and have genuine conversations with them and genuinely learn what they need. But also for me, it stemmed, it came out of my, I, I didn't really knew that I, I genuinely didn't knew how to do certain things in that space, in that community. I genuinely went to folks and said, I don't know where this is going. Would anyone like to jam? <laughs> and just like get together and, and figure it out. So it truly came from not knowing what I was doing. And people said, that sounds like a great challenge. Let's figure it out together. I find too, so many people in a community that are engaged and interested want those opportunities to shine and come and and collaborate and participate. So, you know, being vulnerable, being honest and transparent and saying, hey, this is actually happening right now in pro. I launched a challenge of the month and it has to do with, (laughs) Matt, you'll love it. It's budgets. It's like auditing your expenses. And I had a couple of pros reach out and say, Hey, this is what I do. Can I create a template? Can I help? Like, how can I? And I set it up that way in the, in the challenge. I was like, if you've already done this or you know a good way to do this, like share it. This is not me telling people how, like, I shouldn't be talking to anybody about budgets. Let me tell you. <laughs> but, you know, so I'm kind of like, Hey, this is something we're going to do together. And so now people are coming, you know, coming up and saying, I, oh, I want to help support the people doing this. I have expertise in this. I'm like, come on in, come on down. Cause I don't like, I'll learn something. And so, yeah, it's all that to say, it's, it's, a, you know, just being willing to say like, Hey, I want help with this. If anybody's interested, people, you know, people want to help. That's part of being a community and not an audience. Right. I saw that go up, loved it all about the numbers. I saw that Eric, even from the, uh, the MBA group chimed in. So, yeah, yeah, it, and it strikes me to kind of zoom out on it. Like, I don't know, there's a little bit of, of even improv here where it's like, if you just put out an ask, right, and you get and you invite people to participate and you don't know necessarily in which way they're going to show up, right? They kind of can take the, you know, the direction in some potentially zany way that's unexpected. But that, again, is maybe part and parcel with like the beauty and the magic that we're trying to create, uh, which is to say, like, it's just a lot of it's unpredictable, right? Like have guardrails, have you know, your community guidelines and all of these things that also matter, but probably give your community a, a decently wide berth, right? On creativity, imagination, how they want to show up. So yeah, like, let's just keep doing more stuff and like, let people fill the void in you know, really interesting ways. Yeah. It also depends on a lot on the type of community you're, you want to build. Because I also think there are communities out there that where this maybe wouldn't work because they were set out to be very one directional where the members are the receivers and someone is the giver and that's just how it works. And so if that's the community culture, it is possible to turn it around because I think we have to give people examples of what is possible to be accomplished in that space. And if the examples they've received wasn't those of invitation to contribute an invitation to put yourself out there and maybe shape the community space in some sort of form and make it your own and so on, then they won't do that. The trick is to to start creating those opportunities for people to see, oh, actually, I do have a voice and I can come up with ideas and I can launch a project by myself. And 
that's truly where our lives as community builders are so eased when members are raising a hand and they're coming our way and saying, I have an idea, can I do this? And often what they need is this permission, like this, yes, go for it. It's yours, you know, run with it. And that enables and empowers so much. And then that enablement and empowerment, it's it's almost like a magic dust that people see and they want to have as well, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it is, you know, just to your point, you know, red flags when there's a community that's just the one to many. Like to me, I'm like, that's not a community, that's an audience. You know, it's a very different thing. And, and unfortunately, because community has gotten very trendy as a, a buzzword, I think a lot of people are creating experiences that to me are more of like like ego <laughs> ego audience experiences versus actual like real community but that makes all of us who are doing real community just look better so we're good that's right <laughs> or, or even if it's not the the massive narcissists that are yeah driven by ego they're replicating their like methods from other contexts that just uh, i think what we're in part describing don't work or, or at least are more inconsistent with the ideals and very nature you know of community so for example they'll take like a broadcast approach of communication which is perfectly fine when it comes to email or even social media quite frankly and try to like replicate that sort of way of working so one to many or you know largely one directional sort of stuff and it's like that's that's not gonna work here because people's expectations to even come back to that Anna Maria you know from from some of your you know comments the expectations are you're, you're going to have a massive mismatch right and then from the business side if you propagate that way of showing up and communicating you invite dissension you invite churn you invite just more administration work you know for yourself that can really kind of gum up you know your business so you know there are real you know, not to be like all of a sudden like you know the wet blanket on the conversation but like there's real consequences like if you don't get these mechanics right to what probably folks listening, you know, are endeavoring to do, at least I think, you know, Jill and I are, are hopeful that they are, which is to take communities so seriously that it's a pretty important piece of the business equation. It's not just like a nice to have, it's not something that's like an add-on experience, but at least in our, you know, increasingly strong opinion, like community hopefully is something that is being really thought through as a very deliberate business thing. That's increasingly even like at the center of a lot of the effort. So like, don't, don't screw it up basically. I also have to say that beyond the ego and sometimes genuinely not knowing how to build it, lack of knowledge, I've also seen in a couple of instances talking to people, this something that stops people from co-creating or engaging their members and allowing them the freedom to shape that space is this enormous feeling of responsibility because you're starting that thing and you feel responsible for those people. So there's a big weight on their shoulders and they don't even think about the fact that those are people that they're gathering, people that are smart, they have ideas, they they have energy, they want to do things, they want to contribute. And they feel so scared not not to screw it up that there's like oh this i'm creating this so now i have to be the one that puts in all the effort and puts in all the work and tries to make everything perfect um and and so that i feel that that responsibility is also stopping a lot of community builders from opening up that door to their members i think 
it's so true because it is, it's like you set the precedent, right? You can't shut the door once that door is open, but I think that, I think it's a good challenge, right? Cause you can start it smaller and you can let it kind of build, even if it's just a, just a call to say like, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. What do y'all think? You know, and just get, and it might stop after that call where it's like, yeah, we don't really want to like, nah, that doesn't really align. And it's like, okay, cool. Thanks. You just saved me months of work. <laughs> Appreciate That's it. actually such a good idea because just the other day I was talking to someone and she wanted to run an idea by me of co-creation. She heard me talk at an event and she was like, I want to test this with my community. So I want to host a workshop. I want to bring people together to brainstorm. And I said, this is perfect because it's an hour of your time and you get to see A, how they react and B, if you like working this way. Because not everyone likes to co-create and not everyone likes to facilitate that messy process and have people kind of bringing their thoughts and so on. So I always say that even if you're not used to it, that there's a, a good window to, to start inviting members in. And now we're almost at the end of the year. It's a retrospective with your community. Invite them in a retrospective call. Look at everything that's has been done and ask them, what do we keep? What do we change and what do we skip? And then based on that, you get to learn and they get, they feel appreciated and they feel that, oh, my opinion matters here. And based on how far you want to take that, you could even capture and find those, those volunteers, like that invitation of, oh, we have so many great ideas here. Would someone like to take ownership for one of them? with my support, you know, and see if anyone raises their hand. So that has worked very well for me in the past. There was always someone that raised their hand and said, I'm excited about this. I want to do this with you. That's wonderful. That's great. I'm curious, based on a lot of these themes that we're hitting on co-creation, management of expectations, the imagination that comes along with, you know, nurturing a community, how at the product levels to, do, I guess, the extent that you're able to see that being on the butter team, like, how have you seen the product evolve to really try to, in fact, kind of harness and 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 make and make you know actionable some of these themes into like the feature sets of the product? I'm not sure if co-creation played a big role into that, but butter was from the beginning and still very much is a product that gets shaped by its users a lot. It's probably because we're still quite early at early stages. And also because our full team, including our CEO and CPO, there are talking to users every single day. There's daily interviews and chats with our users beyond the community, beyond people being able to uh, leave feedback, making feature requests. They genuinely go out there and reach out to people and have conversations with them. And so those interviews, we often host roundtable discussions where we pass, we run certain features or plans by our users and we get feedback back from there. That was always there, even before I joined, even before the community. And it's so ingrained in the company that it's been done. It's just in the DNA. However, something that I'm very excited about, and that is where community can play a massive role and where we are, are trying to see some wheels turning and some things evolving there are what we call our templates. So Butter allows you not only to host 
synchronously a workshop or a collaborative session. It allows facilitators to plan that session in Butter beforehand to a very detailed extent of the timings of the session, to different tools you're using, to drive engagement, polls, flashcards, whiteboards, music, etc. And those templates can be saved and can be pulled into the product for all of the users to to use as an inspiration. And so that is indeed where we now see our community being able to contribute their ideas, their activities, their full-fledged workshops from A to Z and add that work and make it available for probably users that are not as comfortable facilitating and they're not at that expert level. And one of our goals with the community is to make facilitation mainstream. And we really believe that it belongs to all of us, not to the lucky few. And so the the templates that are being fed in from the community and created together with them are a great way to infuse that into the product. I love the balance of what what butter is, what the product is, and how the community works. And there's so many little details that I appreciate on such a level even. And I think to your point, like this might have existed before the community because the founders of butter are just very cognizant of feedback, which you can tell everyone has a passion for facilitation because they deeply care. I know the first time I ran an actual butter event and I'm just, you know, stressed, but mostly because I'm the, I'm the person that needs the help, which by the way, the templates are a lifesaver. I love it. So, you know, the, the event ends and I'm just like, (sighs) like I did it. Um, And there's this little like feedback thing, right? It's like how to go and you could and write something. So I just wrote a little thing because I like to do that because I'm, you know, opinionated as Matt knows. I did it and I was so surprised because then I got this like actual response from somebody that was very thoughtful. It wasn't like a canned like, hey, thanks, you know, have a good day. It was like, oh, great. Glad to hear that. This thing you had trouble with, go to the here's a link to help for next time. You know, and it was just like, oh, my gosh, I wasn't expecting a human to respond, let alone on that detail. We hear this so often, though. Yeah, it's it's great. Are, are you real? Like, is this a human? I was like, yeah, this is a human. And very often is our CEO replying to those messages. That's insane. Yeah, he's he's responded to me a couple of times where I'm like, dang, that's great. But also in your community, I, I really appreciate that to your point, like you butter your your company, the the values that you really practice what you preach because you're talking about, you know, making facilitation mainstream. And in your community, you have all sorts of resources for facilitating skill set. You also have a job board for, and it's a lot of it is like people looking to be facilitators or hire facilitators. And it's just, um, I think you just do a very lovely job of bringing community and this community around like excellent facilitation together. And I just want to follow up with a very silly question. Was it a community member who created the Nick Cage reaction gauge? Yes. Because it's amazing. (laughs) 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 I'm like, how can I add this to every event? Yeah, (laughs) I know. Yes, that was Carlos Perez. He made that icebreaker and I take it and I use it and I, I just use it a lot. It always brings a smile on people's faces. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bravo, Carlos. 
<laughs> it's the <laughs> Nikkei Nader, we call it. Yeah. <laughs> I created yes. a, you know, I created an agenda for an event I'm going to be doing. I think, gosh, next week I need to go, I need to run through it. And I was like, how do I add this? And then I was like, is this the appropriate icebreaker for, cause it's like a public event type thing. Right. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> it will not disappoint. I can tell you that it won't, it won't disappoint. Yeah. What are some creative ways others are using butter? Because we want to learn, we want to do more. I think we're doing okay uh, to Jill's credit, seriously, but like, hey, I'm trying. I'm sure, there, I'm sure there's more we could be doing. I'm sure that we could you know, be maximizing this more. So yeah, I'm curious, like what other community builders, big and small, you know, how they're using the platform right now. It's always fun to see how people are using the tool and also how they discover the features that we have. There, There's a lot to discover, uh, as I'm sure you know. So it does really allow you as facilitator to be very creative with your design. And so I noticed that, especially for community builders, it is a great tool because even if, and majority of us aren't facilitators nor experienced or learning designers. And so we come from a different background. And because the tool has the certain features and the templates in there, it allows us to be creative with the type of check-ins we're doing, checkouts, the type of conversations we're designing because our breakouts, in case you haven't played too much with them, they do so because they're the best breakouts you'll find on the on the market. They're using it for all sorts of things, for very complex hackathons to a community socials to speed networking events, showcasing work, for example, like getting together on jam sessions, etc. So there are the types of Sessions you can host are, are limitless at the end, but where the tool really shines is where you create a experience where you invite your participants' voices to be heard. So they're contributing to that. You could use it for a webinar type of event. You would have absolutely no problem doing that. And actually, you might be the lucky one creating an interactive type of webinar but uh, it truly shines in smaller sessions where you get together to work on things, to brainstorm stuff, to build together things, uh, pulling a mural, mural whiteboard and like get cracking with ideas. And that's some ways I've seen it used. I'm curious just to kind of piggyback off that. If, you know, people in the community are just like, help, this is a lot. You know, there's so many options. There's, you know, in many ways, there's there's so many options, it's almost too much because it's like analysis paralysis. Like, what should I do? What recommendations do you give newer users or people that are just struggling to make agendas and things? Like, how do you recommend they grow their confidence? I'm totally asking for a friend here. Yeah, so we have awesome documents and mini video tutorials explaining you all the features. So if you want to learn at your own pace, our both the community as well as the YouTube channel allow you this view behind the scenes also as a facilitator because you know in butter we have the facilitator view and we have the participants view so it's always useful to understand both sides and that's how you can get an idea at least on a theoretical level on how those things might look like now on a very practical level inside the community and because we're a community for facilitation we have 
events that are hosted by experts and we have events that we call the sandbox and the sandbox it's this place for anyone to experiment with the product and play around with it and so you might potentially want to browse a bit like try to understand the main features and then plan for a sandbox and the sandbox it's an event that is being managed by two community members. So they are the ones planning it, co-hosting it, doing the dry run, doing everything around that. I don't even have to be at the sandbox uh, present. And the two of them are great facilitators and they will support you and co-pilot you and make sure that you have a successful session. And whoever joins the sandbox will give you very candid feedback at the end for you to know what were the strong points, what were the weak points of your design and where you might want to have a second look and improve and how can you do that? So that's on a very practical level. If you like to get your hands dirty and actually practice that thing before you run a session, I don't know, with your audience or with your clients, et cetera. And then the other thing is I always tell people when they're right at the beginning to start small and try to bring butter and use it as their regular video conferencing tool. So don't even think about workshops yet. Don't even think about very complex session. Try to just use it when you have like one-to-one chats with people you work with, then bring it maybe within your team. And as you go familiarizing yourself with the interface, the type of behaviors, try it every single session to play around with another tool, with another feature bring the flashcards, see what they do. Then next time, bring in a poll, see what happens, play with the music, etc. So that's how people can explore them and get build up that confidence by doing and playing around with the tool. I did everything wrong. Hey, <laughs> I started with a huge event. <laughs> um, initiation by fire for me, but I'm kind of, Matt, we should use it for retro. We should. Were I'm, you just thinking that? Oh, for the uh, team. I was yeah. thinking office hours for MBA. We could oh, do that. Oh, we could do that too. Yeah. Yeah. But retro would be great too. Yeah. I have to say, Jillian, you're not the first one to, we also have <laughs> clients right <laughs> that they reach out and they, hey, I just discovered the tool and next week I have a cohort-based yeah. course with, uh, <laughs> you know, like I'm selling this thing and this is my product and so I'm going to use the tool. And we're, we're very... We love that enthusiasm, absolutely. And very often we offer a personal onboarding and we actually jump on a call with folks and be like, okay, tell me what your bootcamp is all about. Tell me what your cohort course is all about. How have you hosted it and planned it before? And let me tell you how you can do that and elevate your design using Butter specifically on your use case. So it's really important to build up that confidence and to to showcase that myself or anyone else in the team is really ready to to be there as a support. And if the stakes are really high, we might even send someone from the team to be there oh, with wow. you on the day and co-pilot. Wow. So <laughs> let's talk later. Just say the word. No, <laughs> Would you like to come to a networking event? <laughs> <laughs> just say um, the word. <laughs> right. Um, I, I just have to say, like, from a from a product community standpoint, I think what your team is doing is just I'm not sure I've seen anything better. Like it is North Star as far as creating the support and the genuine care for your you know customers and creating a community experience that changes it from customer to community. It's just great. And I know um, it, it can be a real challenge to be a community manager 
for a product community that isn't just like a, you know, my, I, my go-to example is Apple support, which I love, but like that isn't, that's, you go and you get an answer and you leave and that's, and that's what it's for. And that's, and it does a very good job. Like it's great, but this sort of community, what you're creating is just next level as far as bringing people together to learn facilitation and help each other out. Like the sandbox genius. I'm signing up for this right now (laughs) (laughs) in the background. (laughs) They're lining up the sandbox for next year. So just raise a finger, wheel a finger if you want in. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I guess my last question, and then I'll let Matt wrap up. I'm sure he has some thoughts. I'm curious where things are going when you're looking at your roadmap and just goals for the butter community. Is there anything exciting you're working on that you want to share or give a little hint about? Yeah. So we are working right now on a very interesting project for our agency clients. And it's called the Butter Experts Collective. And we have more and more small to medium-sized agencies, whether they're working in innovation, products, design, strategy, brand strategy, etc. And they're using the product in their work with their clients. And so what we're looking to do with the Butter Experts Collective is to create this platform for them to get to know each other, be able to learn their specialty, like what's their secret sauce? What are they all good at? Support each other, be able to recommend potential gigs to each other. But also we're taking their profiles and their amazing work and showcasing that on our website for anyone out there that is looking for a trusted expert to team up in solving very wicked, complex organizational challenges to be able to find that trusted partner amongst the Butter Experts Collective. Um, in return, they are contributing to our community with their knowledge and their best practices. And they're helping us run experts event, experts AMA sessions, and, and so on. So it is a, like all of the projects that we're launching are this symbiosis where everyone gets to take something out of it and it's it's a win-win and we're working on launching that very soon and I'm very excited and really proud to be working with such interesting and smart people building really really interesting companies and supporting other companies (laughs) to have an an even better impact so uh, stay tuned for that it's going to be really soon. That's so exciting. I want to know. I want to know more. I'll just, I'll wait for the, uh, the big reveal. I think we need to end there. I don't, I don't yeah. think anything should follow you, that. You no. got nothing? Wow. <laughs> well, I was going to ask something about the future and I think that kind of just was overly perfect. So let's leave it. Let's All right. Anna Maria, you left Matt speechless. Congratulations. Hey. <laughs> well, that is the perfect pivot to our rapid fire questioning. Don't worry. It's not a test. You will not be graded. It's actually fun. The intention is I will ask you a question and just first thing that comes to your mind. And I will try not to ask follow-up questions, even though I want to. So the first question for you, Anna Maria, when you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a monk. And live in a monastery. How do I? How do I not answer follow up <laughs> questions? It's just that's a whole other. Try hard. Try harder. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want to know. Okay, okay, okay. What? I'm going to email you, Anna Maria. <laughs> how do you define community? 
a space that we create together and empowers us to get better both as people and professionals. All right. Not sure if you have a quote unquote bucket list, but just for the sake of argument, let's say you do. What's something like life goal bucket list? What's something that you have done? To live in a different country. And I lived in three different countries that are not my own and having the time of my life. Love it. And then the flip to this question is what's something on that bucket list that you have not yet done? It's on my bucket list. And I feel that I have to do this. Learn how to swim. Yes, do it. (laughs) Anna Maria, if you could recommend any book, it can be about community. It can be fiction, just a book that you love. What would that be? I would recommend something comes to mind is Tara Swart, The Source. It's a book about how our brain works and how we can actually team up with our brain to make it work for us and not against us in reaching our goals. My gosh, be right back. I need to read that. Mm. All right. So you, you've lived in three countries. So this will be an interesting one. If you could live anywhere else in the world, where would it be? My forever or for a little while because the answers might be different whatever you want my absolute favorite country is germany i lived in germany and i loved my time there i love the people i had the best experience it just clicked so germany maybe berlin munich excellent final question anna maria how do you want to be remembered i want to be remembered as the person that sparked either an inspiration or an action for someone. Boom. I love all of these answers. They're so good. I know. I know. I'm just like, ah, round two. (laughs) All right. So Anna Maria, where can people find you on the internet if they would like to connect further or just say hi? I live on LinkedIn. So if we can link my profile in the show notes, that would be great. That's the best way to find me and reach out. And obviously the Butter community where I uh, spend uh, my time every day. Awesome. We'll send as much love and traffic (laughs) to Butter as well, uh, as much as we can. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. Again, it was so great talking about just a really amazing model for a product community, but also a really great product. So we appreciate you talking to us today. Thank you so much for the invitation. This was really fun and time flew by. Actually, I could, I could do it another round. We'll have you back. (laughs) Challenge accepted. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Careful, careful what you wish for, right? (laughs) Thank you so much for the invitation. All right, and that is our episode with Anna Maria, part of the Butter community. And yeah, I mean, I don't feel like we need to recap. Uh, You heard it. I love what they're doing with product communities. I think their community is a great example of how a product community can be valuable. It's remarkably hard to have a engaged and thriving product community because most people just go to things like that to get an answer and leave. And they've really built a place where people can share tips both about the platform, but also about just facilitation and different ways to engage people and things to talk about and everything. So I would love it if you'd go check it out. We do have a special offer if you are interested 
If you go to smartpassiveincome.com backslash butter, you will be taken to a special page where you get 14 days free of Butter Pro and then 30% off your subscription for three months. So if that sounds like something you want to do, head over there. Otherwise, I hope you had a wonderful time listening to this episode. It was a great conversation. And on that, we'll see you next Tuesday. find out more about Anna Maria and about Butter and all the fun things, head to the Butter community. That is butter.us slash community. Your lead host for the community experience is me, Jillian Benbow. Our executive producer is Matt Gartland. Our senior producer is David Grabowski. And our editor is Paul Gregoris. Sound editing by Duncan Brown. Theme music by David Grabowski. See you next Tuesday.